Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride. I'm your host, Julie Sabatino, and I am here to make sure that you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. And today, I am so excited to be here with Ashley Glazer, who is a friend and celebrity makeup artist and beauty expert, often seen on television and doing high-profile celebs makeup and making them look gorgeous. And Ashley, I am so excited to have you here, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So, you know, I think that hair and makeup and the beauty regimen in general is one of the hardest things that brides have to do. So that's why it's so important for us to talk today. But before we jump in, tell me a little bit about your business and your background and how you got started. So I am a, I've been a makeup artist since I was like 18 years old. I started, I used to do a lineup of my friends outside my bathroom in my bedroom, my parents' house when I was a kid. I started in retail and worked at a hair salon and just kind of really worked my way up through the bridal world by doing friends of friends and friends of their friends and just meeting a lot of people. And I've been doing makeup professionally, I would say for like 13 years now. I've done like hundreds of weddings and then I broke into the TV and celebrity world about five years ago. So I've been working, some of my red carpet clients include fashion celebrities, I like to call them, like Rachel Zoe, uh, Georgina Chapman and Karen Craig of Marquesa, Dana Rossi, Rachel Roy. I think my experience in bridal and being so up close and personal with women on their most stressful, important day of their life has definitely been really helpful in the red carpet world. And I've been doing some TV stuff for the last four years. That's awesome. Gosh, you have quite a lot of experience. How do you think the celebrities are different than the brides? I mean, obviously that they're famous, but other than that. I think they're very similar, but I think they're different in the way that they're so used to getting their hair and makeup done all the time that they kind of like rush through it and they don't set the time aside as a bride does. Oh, that's interesting. And they probably also know a lot more about what they like and dislike than a bride because they have it done all the time. Yeah, we just know, like, I just did Georgina Chapman for the Met Gala, and when I got there, I was like, okay, so, you know, depending on which dress you wear, you know, how do you want to do your makeup? And she's like, the same, you know, how you did it for my birthday party. I've been working with her for, like, the last five years, and, you know, we just know what we're going to do, and hair and makeup and nails are all going at the same time, so it's not as much of, like, a soft, pleasurable experience, like, on a wedding day when every artist has their time set aside. It's more of like at NASCAR, let's just get this person out the door as fast as we possibly can while looking great and, you know, not getting in the way because they have to prepare for the speech they're going to give or the carpet they're going to walk. It's not as much, it's fun, but a bridal party definitely has a different vibe where like all they have to do that day is just get dressed. (laughs) That's great though. I love that. And I think the, probably the emotions are high in both cases, but that you know, you're right, because the bride really does set aside the time to get dressed. It's part of the day. It's part of the process. So I get what you're saying. And it's one of my favorite things with bridal is that the time that's set. And as a makeup artist, it's really nice to just know I have a calm hour. Sometimes it's calmer than others. But, you Mm -hmm. know, and she's just kind of sitting there and enjoying her moment with her closest family and friends. And it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful process and part of the day. No, I think I agree with you. And, you know, I think that this information is great for brides to know. And one of the things that I find a lot and people ask me a lot, and of course, I refer them to you, but I want to know why you think brides have such a hard time finding the right hair and makeup team. 
I think they have a hard time. Maybe it's the communication or where they're looking. I think finding, you know, hair and makeup artists on social media or through um, certain vendors, like, is great. But I think a word of mouth through private experience is always the best recommendation. Like, I value your word is so highly regarded. So when I get referred by you, I think the bride's just, oh, Julie knows. Like, it's not like you found it in the back of a magazine or some random Instagram I think people should really trust like the sources that they're working closest with. And I also think that communication is so important when you're looking for a makeup artist, telling them what you are looking for, telling them all the information they need to know, especially regarding budget, lighting, time frame, how many people. I get a lot of people saying like, oh, I like a smoky eye and I'm getting married in June. Well, you know, there's a lot of different versions of smoky eye. So just being really clear is something that I think that's important when looking for a hair and makeup team. Well, how do you learn how to communicate that? I find this in fashion all the time where they don't actually know the words or have the vocabulary to communicate those things in a way that makes sense to us. So how can they educate uh, themselves? Visual. I think showing pictures is sometimes better than verbally saying it. For me as the artist, just from years of experience from working with you know real people and events, just really being forward and asking like, okay, what are you looking for? Prior to meeting a client before the trial, I always ask them to pull inspiration, find their celebrity lookalike or anybody with features similar to theirs. That's definitely oh, a big that's thing for brides. It's like, you know, be realistic in your expectations. Like we, you want to look so beautiful, but if you are blonde with blue eyes and, you know, fair skin, and if you show me a picture of, you know, Penelope Cruz, you have completely different looks. But then I'll say, well, you know, what about this do you like? So that way it digs a little bit deeper. And then as we're doing their makeup, if they say, oh, it feels, I want it to be a little more because people use that word, but like more of what? So I like to really pinpoint, like, would you like to pop on the eyes? Do you like sparkle? You know, when you do you wear browns versus silvers, because some people don't, you know, you're, they're not in this world, cool versus warm. They might have no idea what I'm talking about or they've never got their makeup done in their life. So how are they supposed to know if they like it or not? So I really try and be really specific and, you know, just it's a collaborative effort. It's not just what I think is going to look best because she's the one that's wearing it and like she needs to feel really comfortable. I think that's a great, great tip. I love actually, you know, what who's your celebrity that you look a lot alike or, you know, and just kind of incorporating that because that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's so it, smart. Thank you. It also like it's or someone I always will ask, like, you know, who you look up to. Like for me personally, when I go out, like I love old Hollywood. Like every time I get dressed up for black tie, I'm always like Googling pictures of like Elizabeth Taylor, Sophia Loren, like before I go just to get in the vibe. That's because I'm an artist visual person. But you know, if a client looks similar to you know, say Naomi Watts and has those features. Like it's fun to kind of look up Naomi Watts in white and like look at pictures of that or, you know, Kerry Washington or Lupita or like your go-tos, like look, get inspired. Like it's really fun to like create a little beauty board of like what you like. And that way you don't go in and say, yeah, whatever you think, because that's never going to end up in a good place. <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. And I do the same thing for fashion. And a lot of times with body types, particularly with curvy brides, you know, okay, mm -hmm. let's go in and look at what 
I can't, I'm just totally spacing on a good name here, but you know, someone, yeah, exactly. Like someone and say, let's see the best looks from her or, you know, who's your style icon and let's dive into that. So I think that that is great advice for brides. So makeup trials are a really important part of the process. And I'm curious about your advice to, aside from the communication, which we've definitely covered and is super important, how do you think a bride should make the most of them? I think she should do it early in the day, similar to the time frame that she would naturally get ready the day of her wedding. Don't do it at 5.30 after work inside with no dinner plans. It's unrealistic. It's a waste of your money and your time because you really need to experience the makeup for all that it's worth. Because the day of your wedding, you have so many different scenarios of emotions, lighting, um, the food that you're eating, the activities you're doing, such as dancing, crying. You really want to try and do that all in your trial. It is ideal, you know, if you have another wedding or event to go to, but sometimes I find that hard for me because I do so many weddings. So to do a trial for a girl on a Saturday in May is, you know, sometimes I can't do that for her before she goes to another event. So weekdays, Make a dinner reservation with your fiance or if you have a birthday or something coming up, just try and really be able to get your makeup done in the daylight, then go out into a restaurant light, take a selfie in the bathroom, like sweat. You can even go to a workout class if you need to take pictures because you really want to wear the makeup. If you're sitting still in your living room and then you're going to bed, that's not what you're going to be doing that day. That is great advice. And I want to add one thing in there, which is do it on a day of a fitting, a wedding dress fitting. Yes, that's good too. That's great. If you can schedule it like that, I always will try and push people for that. Yeah, it's great to have a dress rehearsal so you can really see how it's all coming together. And wear white, like, you know, to the trial or that night when you go out, try and wear a white shirt. Yep. Yep. Now, one thing that I hear a lot of, and I am sure that the brides also are not using the right term, is that they want an application that's really, really natural, and but they want it to look good in pictures. So I think one of the things that I hear a lot when a trial didn't go well is that they felt that the makeup looked really heavy and that they didn't feel like themselves. And brides always say that they want to feel like themselves, but the best. And I know part of that is that it really needs to stay all day, like you were just saying, and look great in photographs. So go through with me a little bit how to balance that. It's like, it needs to look like more in pictures, but if you have a really talented artist, it's really the application and the products used. You don't need to have a full, heavy, cakey, unbreathable mask of makeup on just because you're going to have your picture taken. Um, The technology in products today is, it's so incredible. The waterproof, the sweatproof, transfer resistant. And if your makeup artist should, you know, know how to apply certain things in a soft sculpted manner, it shouldn't feel that heavy. What I find for most of my brides and new clients in the wedding world is that they've never had their makeup done before. They don't ever wear makeup in their daily life. So just the basic simple application of a light-handed makeup can still feel too heavy um, because they're just not used to it. Something that that's why I like at the trial to tell girls, do it early in the day because by the time you get to where you're going, it'll be absorbed in and you know it'll be worn in a little bit, feel a little bit more natural, get used to it. 
And then if you still feel like it's way too heavy at 11 o'clock at night, then, you know, maybe we should meet again. I personally have a pretty light hand, but that's definitely a reason why in the trial people should do it earlier in the day. I also think if you can't see your skin anymore or you feel like you can't move, then your makeup artist definitely has way too heavy of a hand. For brides looking for artists and if they like a really natural look, look at their, you know, really make sure you do your homework about that artist. Do they do the same style on everyone? What do they look like? If they, if it's a female makeup artist and they have a ton of makeup on, you know, maybe they don't do it naturally. You know, if you have a male makeup artist, let's try it. Like, well, I guess the guys don't really wear a lot of makeup, but I feel like, because I recently had a trial with somebody and I did it so sheer. I thought she needed a little bit more, but she still felt like it was too heavy. So at the end of the day, it's really how the person feels. And as the artist, you should know to make sure it looks good in pictures no matter what. That's the honest truth. Yeah, you know, it's a good point because I think people are not used to wearing makeup like that. And I'm actually shocked to find that most of your brides have never had their makeup done before. But even when I have something done for myself for a photo shoot, it feels different. It feels a little bit weird. So brides should know going in that they're never going to feel exactly like themselves. But they also, you know, have to, I think, communicate to this artist that they don't want too heavy or they feel like it's too caked on. And that is really some the job of the artist to be able to interpret. And if they can't, then, you know, it's not the right person for them. Yeah, I think a lot of it is the communication and the products. I think I always like to ask the girls when I get there, like, oh, so like, let me see what you use every day. Because if every day she's using like an all natural tinted moisturizer, and she, you know, rarely does anything else, then I like to keep that in mind, but also assess their skin. You know, what do they need? Do they need more coverage? Some people need more coverage than they think. (laughs) But you always want to be respectful and just make sure that you check in. That's why trials are so important. I'm always like, how do you feel? How does your skin feel? You know, and I feel flattered. A lot of my clients say, oh, I don't feel like I have anything on. And then after they go, can you send me a list of what I use? And it's like a hundred things. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but it's really the application technique and just making sure that, you know, they check in. But definitely booking a trial on a day where you can wear the makeup is so important in balancing the heavy factor because you can see, like, if it's too light, it might fade away in three hours and you have a 12-hour day, so... Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Now, when in speaking of a 12 hour day, how long do you recommend that a bride has her makeup artist stay? It's within her whatever is within her budget. In an ideal world, if you in an ideal world, it's nice to have your makeup artist stay until right before you enter cocktails. That's what I do. I think that little last touch up right after you get married when you like finally like breathe you have your private moment with your husband you're having like all the food because you've been starving yourself for months <laughs> and you're drinking and then that like five minutes right before you enter your party for a full refresh I personally think is the most essential but not everybody can afford to do that and your makeup artist no matter what your budget is should always leave you with your lipstick and powder or if you do a black eyeliner your eyeliner just so that way you can feel safe and secure throughout the day and make sure that you're super waterproofed and your makeup will last. Yeah, that's great advice. And most of the time when we work together, we're bustling the dress, you're applying a lip, the hairstylist is curling, and we're all yeah. doing it at the same time to and get her to it up. And it's so nice. It's such a nice thing. But I mean, I started my career 
not staying the day. And, you know, I started my career just going to the mom's house in the morning and then they would be, they would go off and I would never see them again. And, you know, it was fine. But now I work in a different type of clientele where I'm with them sometimes even through the first dance, you know, so it's really nice. I know I trust my products. I know that my makeup doesn't move, but I think for a reassurance factor, it's just really lovely to know that somebody is looking at your face. Like if you have to sneeze, I'm there with a tissue. (laughs) If you're, you know, your eyeball itching you I'm there to adjust your lash you know it's really lovely to be able to have somebody on your side the whole day because your bridesmaids are your friends but they're not worried if you're getting shiny or not they don't care (laughs) no that is true and if you tear up god forbid you know you need somebody there to be able to fix it so (laughs) there are certainly logistical pieces of this and you shouldn't be carrying your lipstick in your wedding dress even if it has pockets so that that needs to go somewhere pockets it's pretty cool i know it's true (laughs) i mean this is like a small and random question but in terms of the lip i'm curious do most of your brides bring a color that they like or do you apply it usually we will pick one at the trial and then I'll get a new one for them that day. That makes um, sense. And you leave it with them. People. Yeah, no, I bring it. I let them keep it. It's I go shopping for them prior to the day and I come with a new lipstick, new gloss, a pressed powder for them to keep. I always like to bring a fresh mascara for them. So then it's like nice because they have their wedding lipstick and, you know, I have some clients that I still see seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years later. And they're like, I still have my wedding lipstick. And I'm Aww. like, Hope you're not still using it, but like <laughs> definitely required. But it's like, you know, it's so sweet. Or like, oh, the color you done me in my wedding, like just makes me feel really happy to hear that. Um, and it's just like a nice momentum, I think. You want a fresh lipstick on your wedding day. You don't want some random lipstick in the makeup artist case. You want something that's chosen just for you. Yeah, so. absolutely. I know. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, so that whole idea is like uh. I mean, as artists, I'm, I'm super sanitary. Everything is, you know, sterilized and clean at all times. And at the trial, sometimes it's hard, you know, finding the perfect lipstick because, you know, I'm not like Bloomingdale's. I can only carry so many shades of, you know, pink in my kit, but I always like to say, you know, once I get the vibe for you and what you like, as the months come up, we'll keep in touch and, you know, I'll have a couple of options for you to choose from on the day of your wedding. And I've knock on wood right now. I've always been okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to love all the New York City noise in the background. Too. I know. You hear all the sirens. I live on Second Avenue. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. I know. It's everywhere you go. I would think most people that, you know, have been longtime New Yorkers don't even hear it anymore. But for all you listeners out there, this is what it sounds like to live our daily lives. <laughs> so one thing that I'm curious about are tips that you can give your listeners to make the wedding day go smoothly. Because I think one of the hardest things is if you're working with an artist that doesn't necessarily have a ton of wedding experience or isn't really attuned to the timeline, it can be a real stressful situation because then everyone runs late. And, you know, most often when a bride is late getting ready, it's because of the hair and makeup team and you know, not you, Ashley, because I work with you all the time and you're wonderful, but that can be a real deal breaker for people and it can create so much excess stress. So things like that. Are there tips for brides that you can give? Yeah. I mean, definitely as a bride listening to this, you want to hire a team of people that's used to working in the wedding world. The run of show is completely different than, you know, doing just not having that experience. Also, if you have the 
opportunity to work with a team that knows each other. So when Julie and the stylish bride are there, me and the hairstylist feel like we can relax because all that extra stuff that I like to pay attention to, like having double-sided tape and making sure that, you know, the hanger straps are cut off. You know, I'm not re-digging for a scissor. You know, I can really just focus on solely doing the makeup and knowing that the hairstylist is a friend of mine and I know how she works. She knows how I work. The timeline is like, it's so important. So I really think you can alleviate a lot of stress by hiring people who are experienced and who know one another because it's just more fun to know that like, I know that your hair is going to look great. She knows that your makeup's going to look great (laughs) rather than like feeling insecure about that. Same thing for makeup artists. Try and if you have the space, as a bride, try and get ready in a separate room. Um, you don't really want to be in the same room as lunch and as the three other hairstylists, three other makeup artists. You want to be separate if possible. Um, it just gives you a moment to just have some serenity and it's just calming and your friends can come and visit you, but you don't have to be in the center of it all on the morning of your wedding. Um, also make sure that you eat food. Don't wait till the last minute to eat and serve like lots of high protein and nothing that smells (laughs) Um, but just like yeah my biggest advice to how to make it go smoothly is like relax have fun and hire a good team and drink a lot of water and eat chicken or eat protein i don't want to say chicken there's vegetarians listening but just relax and have a good time trust your team because like you can't control everything and you need to really just like trust the people around you that we know what we're doing And we will get you to the church on time. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think sticking to that timeline is one of the most important things that we can stress for these brides, because I see it all the time. And it's it's a shame when all of that unnecessary stress is coming from being late. No one wants to be late to their wedding. And then you take time out of photos that you should have had and you're not getting the shots that you want. And I had a client one time who got married in Italy. I was not there, but I heard that she ran like three hours behind. She hired a big time celebrity makeup artist and also a big time photographer who didn't get any of his shots because she ran so long. Or the girl was running late. The makeup, the hair and makeup. I mean, what takes that long? That's what I don't understand. I mean, it doesn't really, I feel like I've become, I have a solid following of clientele and they all tell me it's because I'm fast. Yeah. And I think I got fast because like I get antsy. Like I can't sit there for that long. So I don't think that you should want to sit there for that long, but you know, some people think that because they charge a lot of money, it should take longer when in the opposite, you charge a lot of money because I can make you look just as good in half the time. (laughs) Absolutely. And it really, it goes back to the whole thing of hire people who do weddings, because if they don't do weddings, then they're not used to the pace. It's completely different than doing, you know, uh, an event makeup or hair. It's just a really different thing. Also so. the order of like when the bride should go. Um, I recently taught a makeup class for a bridal makeup artist at a makeup school here in New York. And a part of my thing was how to make the schedule and when the bride should get her makeup done. Because the bride's always like, I don't want to go. Nobody ever wants to go first, you know, right. I, Nobody ever does. And the bride always wants to go at the last minute possible. But you really should like, you know, work backwards from your photography schedule. The makeup artist and hairstylist should have the photography schedule like prior to so they know like what's going on if there's no wedding planner. But like the bride should go like third. If the makeup artist is doing like four to five people, the bride's makeup should be done like about half hour prior to the photographer arriving. 
So if that gives any sort of a guideline and your mom should be done before you so she can help you and your maid of honor should be done first so she can help you. And then that way, like you're not like getting up to go find your shoes for the photos while you're in hair and makeup. When the photographer gets there, like your friends can have that all laid out for you so you can just relax. I think that that's fantastic advice. Brides should totally listen to this. Listen to her. She's done lots and lots of weddings. <laughs> I've done a lot of weddings. I love like, it was really fun in the makeup class that I did. And I explained why each person should go first and why the order goes like the mother of the groom. If she's getting ready with you, she should go earlier because that way then she can, I don't know, whatever your relationship is with your mother-in-law, maybe you don't want her around you when you're getting stressed out. Or, you know, she, if you're in a hotel property, maybe she should be able to go and like hang out with her son and her family visiting and not, you know, be stuck in the hotel room getting her makeup done last. Like it's very important day for the moms. And I always like to block extra time for the moms and I want them to feel so secure and so important because I mean, a lot of the women in their 60s, you know, they haven't had their makeup done in a really long time. And maybe they're seeing their ex-husband's, you know, new wife. And there's just so many sensitivities that go on during a wedding. You just want to make sure that everyone has the appropriate time and leave cushion time for freakouts, panic attacks, throwing up, diarrhea, like whatever. It happens. (laughs) So you need to leave extra time for that and not go minute by minute. (laughs) Absolutely. My next question for you is I'm curious if you have advice for brides that on things that can make their day go more smoothly. Like what have you seen in all of these weddings that you have done that, you know, can be helpful to them? I mean, I've definitely learned so much from being around you and your stylish bride team. Just that small attention to detail. I mean, before I started to work with you, Julie, like I was the one like cutting off the hanger straps and, you know, making sure that like everybody was zippered and like maybe once or twice in the past, I've maybe gotten some bronzer on the back of someone's dress because (gasps) my hands were dirty (laughs) and you really want your makeup artist touching you, (laughs) you know, once you're already dressed. So, I mean, just really allowing that extra time if your budget allows having the stylish bride having a team of stylists there to steam the robes you know you give everybody a gift and the robes are folded in these nice things you bought with a bow and then they put on these creased robes like it's not as cute in the picture so taking the time to steam it beforehand gifting them that on the hanger so it looks prettier in pictures recently i was working and the bride you guys weren't there and we were on our own me and the makeup team me and the hair stylist And she had like a wardrobe malfunction. So on the way to the reception, the hairstylist and I had to stop at CVS and got, you know, boob tape and nipple covers, which took time away from her hair and makeup touch-ups because we were, you know, adjusting her dress. And with my experience in fashion and working with people like you and other, you know, celebrity stylists, I've learned a lot of how to fix certain things, but like, I'm not a tailor. I'm not a seamstress. I don't know how to sew. I can tape some boobs, but then the wedding planner was like, are you ready? And was like, no, she's not ready because I didn't get to touch up her makeup because I was taping her dress back together. Uh, so, you know, it just, it, I'm so, I love being helpful and I'm super savvy, but it's just the time frame. You only really have like 20 minutes, like when you get to the venue before pictures for touch-ups. And if your hair and makeup artist is busy fixing your dress or resoling your shoes, then we can't do what we're hired to do, which is your makeup. 
Well, so. yeah. I mean, thank you. That's a huge endorsement. I so appreciate it. We love working with you too, obviously. But no, I mean, it's true. And I think that a lot of brides underestimate the power of having the right help when you can't afford it. I realize it's not something that's for everybody, but you know, knowing that we're there to be able to help and take care in those situations, you know, I hear these things and I'm like, oh my God, I just wish I was there, you know? Yeah. I mean, we lie love when I walk into the, when I get the schedule and I see that you guys are going to be there. I'm like, yes, thank gosh. Also because the bustling, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, oh, my maid of honor, she was at the fitting. She has the video. Well, where is your maid of honor? right after you get married because she's definitely always not in the room she's at the bar that's where she is i don't know chrissy if you should say that she's always not there but a lot of times your maid of honor and the people that were in the fitting they're in the moment of what just happened and they're at the bar and they're hanging out and they're just oh my gosh they're so excited where you're in the private suite having a pig in a blanket and you're like who's gonna do my bustle and the only two people in there are me and the hairstylist and we don't really know what to do we I've learned over the years but I've also seen bustles get messed up not I didn't do that but I've seen (laughs) people who think that they know what they're doing and that don't that messed up the bride's bustle and then the bride's got to stay in the room for an extra 45 minutes and that's not really how you want to spend all that money on the raw bar is not eating it exactly (laughs) by the wrong person yeah (laughs) it's true I mean really you can't buy that time back and so for the money that you're spending to have that people that know how to work and know how to fix things whether it's your makeup artist and hairstylist or your wedding planner or photographer or us it's so important because that's time you can't get back. So not wasting it is a really key piece. Definitely. Well, <laughs> Ashley, thank you so, so much for being here. I think this is really, really fantastic and helpful advice for brides to know. And I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to work with you this wedding season and hopefully help some brides with their glam questions. Absolutely. <laughs> Us too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Julie. And for all of you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. I am very sure that was really helpful for you as you're considering what to face with hair and makeup on your wedding day. And a big thank you to Ashley Glazer. You can find her on Instagram and her Instagram is beautiful at Ashley Glazer. And please reach out as always to me on Instagram at The Stylish Bride. If you have any questions that we didn't answer, I'm absolutely happy to answer them for you. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and leave a little review if you've liked it so that more people can find us. We don't want you to miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.